0: streets of Cincinnati welcome to the the jungle come alive, who day we igniting, uh, strike, Cincinnati we gon' rise and uh, strike. in the jungle we unite and uh, strike, drippin' orange and black and white, who day when we fight, live and die in these strikes, yeah, wake up Go. the beast, Sunday is a feast, time to bust it off the leash, in the jungle drippin' heat, tiger strike the city streets, east side stand up, Who they in our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earned our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping, nasty natty. Yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd, hit the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounce, make the city howl. Now we beasting now. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes we tatted on the jungle, when we flex that. Who they muscle on? Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the jungle. i
1: on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trinople and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the cincinnati bengals who are gonna whoop up on the browns now do a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up i'm up to 1415 subscribers that is awesome i appreciate every single one of you guys if you are Facebook, Twitter. Please, be fair, go to the YouTube channel, Sports Strawberry Ice, hit the subscription button, hit the bell for notifications, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, we're doing Super Chats in the YouTube uh, channel, and I'm being brought to you by T-Properties. I'm going fast because I'm trying to get to my man, James Rapine. He's got a short time, so let's get to him. That is a great hat, right there, James. All I got to wear
2: it just like this for you. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, I like it. Let me, let me you you
2: brought it to practice for me, so go. you know I gotta gotta wear it a little bit. What's up, man?
1: <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you?
2: It's been it's been a busy busy day, but I'm I, I'm I happy know. to be here. What about I, you?
1: I appreciate you coming on. You got a new uh, new member to all Bengals there. Lindsey Patterson has joined joined you guys.
2: Lindsay Patterson has joined us, uh, static to have her here. Let's get this in the background right here. Is that is that in it? Does it make it? It almost yeah, makes it's, it. Either
1: it's, or... it's all right. It's covered up by the burger. The, the, there we there go. You go. Um,
2: no, yeah, she she's joining us and uh, going to bring us some exclusive interviews and stuff that you're not going to hear anywhere else. So excited. Her interview with uh, TJ Hushmanzada was really good. If you missed it, you can check it out at uh, Cincinnati Bengals Talk right now.
1: Absolutely. I was listening or watching that right before uh, I was getting ready for the show here. She did a great job. I love TJ Houshman's now. All right, let's get to the news of the day. It just happened. The uh, the Bengals picked up a cornerback from the Texans. Is this a good move, bad move? What's yeah. your thoughts there, James?
2: Yeah, I think it is. Vernon Hargraves, uh, the third, is a former first-round pick, 11th overall from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2016, and he never delivered on that first-round draft status. But I was at practice today, Jeff, and your guy Trey Waynes, Well, he was at practice, he was in a hoodie, and it didn't ah. look like he was anywhere near close to getting to the rehab field. So oh. what, what what today tells me is Trey Waynes could be out a decent amount more. And, and so instead of waiting around and hoping he gets better, they're going to bring in another first-round caliber cornerback who has talent, who has flashed. He started 57 games over the past six seasons, including five games this year. So now you have him, you have Eli Apple. They obviously added Trey Flowers to along with Chidobea Wugier and Darius Phillips. So they're just searching here to make sure that they have the secondary they need to, to make a playoff run. So I like the move overall. And he, he comes on a, a reasonable contract, too. So it's not like he's expensive or anything like that. So it was a, a good move. It's not like he's a great player or anything like that, but uh, he can bolster the secondary depth for sure.
1: That's yeah, was, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I, I thought you know it was a good move. It's yeah, uh, it, they need to f- to do something with the depth. We, you know with Trey Wayne's that he hasn't been able to stay healthy for the last freaking two years, which it, it is what it is. Um, but they also had to make uh some moves here and a really released fan favorite, Darius Hodge and quarterback mm-hmm. Nick. I want to say his name wrong, McLaren is that how you say his name, or saying, uh, I'm saying Nick wrong. McLeod. McLeod, thank you. Uh, Darius Hodge, he made a splash in in in. training camp but he never really got any time on the field or anything like that so to me it's not really surprising i know some people are shocked that they released him but he hasn't gotten to play
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's that's the thing is there wasn't a path for him to play and part of it was i don't think they trusted him in the run game i don't know that for sure Maybe they didn't know, or they didn't think he was as good of an edge rusher. Because if you go back, and I'm not trying to be mean to Darius Hodge, but if you go back and you watch the preseason, he had a really good week one against mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, but then he was like a, a uh, an, uh, coming off the edge completely clean in week two, and that's why he had a sack. I forget who they were playing, and, and there was just it was kind of circumstantial at times. So I just wonder if the practice film doesn't necessarily line up with the you know the preseason film, and who knows? Maybe he returns on, on the practice squad, so it wouldn't be. Surprised at all if Darius Hodges around, if they right. want to continue to develop him. But mm-hmm. uh, obviously, since he's been inactive in every game but one, I think, this year, right. uh, they think didn't the think he game. was ready to go.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think the first game he played, that was about it. All right, so we got any updates on OBJ. Is he still a Brown, or they released him, or what's going on there? Still, I know, a, I know still,
2: a, Brown, still a Brown for now. And uh, yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> Cool. What, what a, a crazy story up there in Cleveland right, right now with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, there are odds. I know Bet Online released odds about who Odell's next team was going to be. Um, if he wants to show up, he can really force the Browns' hand. And that's the thing. I think what he's trying to do is get out of town and get them to release him. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Barry's a smart general manager. I don't think he's just going to release him unless he's forced to do it, unless he has to do it. I think he's going to try to Almost do what the, the 76ers are doing in Daryl Morey and say, Hey, we can't trade you right now. Right. You know, the deadline's passed. So, like with Ben Simmons, come play for us for right now, rebuild mm-hmm. your trade value a little bit, and we'll get you out of here this offseason. So, wouldn't be shocked if that's what happens. At the same time, wouldn't be surprised at all if Odell makes some kind of contingencies. And I don't know how much you can do here with his contract and stuff like that. Right. Just to get out of town, inside right. elsewhere, and get released. So, it's uh, it's wild. I will say this, though. Not facing Odell is better than facing Odell because Absolutely. his ceiling. Mm-hmm. I asked Chido Beowujie about this today, like because he played him uh, when he was in Dallas when Odell was with the Giants. I'm like, you know, is he still good? Like, can he still play? And he's like, yeah, he's still getting open, <laughs> and, and it's uh, more, uh, <laughs> more of a. I don't know why he's not getting targets more than anything. So yeah, if he's not sure. out there, it uh, it hurts the Browns, despite what the numbers say. I think.
1: All right, well, what my thoughts are, and I'm going to steal this from T.J. Uh, Hushmanzade. said it on Lindsey Patterson's interview. If Odell's not there, then the Bengals are just going to stack the box and and, and try to stop the run. It's going to make it. Yep. I won't say easier, but not having Odell Beckham, if he, even if he's not getting targets, and he's not playing that great. Them with Odell Beckham, I think is the better team than with uh, them without Odell Beckham. And I hope he. I hope they don't play him. To be honest, so sure. what is what is your your keys to through the Bengals being the clowns here this weekend. I I have a bad feeling. The fantasy is very good at scheming up screens and I keep Mm -hmm. calling intermediate passes, but you know, the short passes, all the stuff that the Jets did last week, that's right up his alley. I have a feeling that's what they're going to do again this week. What's your thoughts?
2: For sure. Right. Try to get the ball to Nick Chubb quick Jarvis Landry. Uh, If you need to stretch the field, you can push it downfield to Donovan Peoples Jones who played well last year, had the game winning touchdown against the Bengals in week seven. But yeah, I mean, the key is, is going to be, can the Bengals win in the trenches, period? And defensively, can they uh, rush these gaps that you know the, the Browns do such a good time, uh, job of opening up? And that offensive line isn't as healthy as it was last year, but they're still good. And they're the best running team in the league. So can you slow that down? Can you slow down Nick Chubb? Can you slow down Dearness Johnson, who's a hell of a running back? Right. They don't have Kareem Hunt. It doesn't matter. I don't know if there's a huge drop off. I think Hunt's better, but I don't think their offense changes much. So you're right. Play action screens in, uh, you know, if they get the rushing attack going and it opens the play action for Baker Mayfield. He is elite at that at the play action, you know, bootleg type stuff. And uh, I know he hasn't played that well this year, especially with that shoulder injury. But look, I just watched Mike White throw for 405 yards, right. and and his jersey's in Canton right now. So you can't take even an injured Baker Mayfield lightly after what we saw last week.
1: They said his, his football, his rookie football card is going for a hundred and something dollars now. I heard. <laughs> like, are you Gosh. kidding me? <laughs>
2: like- Man, Mike Flight White. I, I made fun of him last week on Locked On Bengals. That's yeah. what I get. I was like, who's Mike White? Right? Well, right. Well, now hey, I know sp- who Mike White is. Right,
1: exactly. Speaking of nicknames, I, I talked to uh, Evan McPherson outside of practice uh, yesterday. I-, I actually asked him last week, and I don't get to sit there in the interview, and interview him. They walk to the practice field, and I say something real quick and try to hear what the hell they say. I-, I asked him last week. I said, what do you like? I said, do you like Money Mick, or do you like Evan McPherson? And he said something, I couldn't hear him. So yesterday, I was like, what- which one do you like? I, I didn't get to hear you. He said, this is going to make you happy,
2: James. He likes Money Mick. Money is <laughs> he money man it's, it's easy right who wouldn't want to be called money you right. like money i like money i like money. all of your viewers like money exactly. so uh guess what evan mcpherson spoiler and i've so, never interviewed him one-on-one ever he likes yeah. money too so he yeah. wouldn't want to be called money well he
1: told me at the beginning of the season he'd come on my show but then the show the season started so maybe at the end of the season he'll come on but yeah lfg if you guys are, are uh watching out there go ahead and make a, a money money mick uh uh, t-shirt. I think you make some money on that one. All right, real quick, I'll let you get out of here. Uh, Royal Flush Terry says Cleveland has solid tight ends and fewer solid wide receivers without OBJ. I wouldn't stack the box. What do you think about that?
2: Well, yeah, they do. I mean, they they're three deep at tight end. Uh, they have some solid receivers: Donovan Peoples Jones, Jarvis Landry, um, Richard Higgins. You know, they have guys, and Anthony Schwartz can he's a burner out of Auburn, third rounder. At the same time what Would you rather do mm-hmm. and, right and to me? It's slow down that run game, not let Nick Chubb go off. Because if Nick Chubb goes off, good luck, right? right. It, it's right. you know, if you get down against the Browns and they're running the ball well, and you have to throw it like you did last year for week in week two, for example, where Joe threw it 61 times, mm-hmm. well, then Miles Garrett's going to tee off, and right. Javian Clowney's going to tee off, and Tack McKinley, if he plays, is going to tee off. So, you want to avoid that, and that's the uh, that's the part of it. So, quick start. You, you want to make sure that you're slowing down that rushing attack, and mm-hmm. they're going to score points. It's a good offense, and you're right. Kevin Stefanski, it's a well-schemed uh, offense and unit. And then, man, oh, man, after that, you're going to want to try to get the ball to, to chase in space and get the ball to your playmakers on offense. And I think the Bengals can do that. And as long as they don't let Miles Garrett wreck the game, uh, they can not only compete with this Browns team, but they can beat them. But it's much, much easier said than done, because I, I think this Browns team's pretty hungry going into Sunday. Exactly, Now,
1: crypt Crip keeper here, and we know you're you're a Bearcat fan just like me. Wants to know if you're going to write something about the Bearcats being railroaded by the College Football Playoff well, Committee.
2: Well, Jeff, you might not have saw this, but I got a little breaking news. We just I, launched about see that. Mm-hmm. 34 minutes ago allbearcats.com, and I yep. that, that's why crypt Keeper uh, announced that or you know asked that question. And <laughs> right. actually, my guy Russ Heltman, already has a column. If you go to allbearcats.com right now about the College Football Playoff Committee about UC being sixth, why it is a travesty. And, you know, at the same time, I just hope by the end, if they do go undefeated and they handle business, that the college football playoff uh, committee treats them the way they deserve. But mm-hmm. doesn't seem like that's the <laughs> no, case. So I, we'll, uh, I, no, I don't think we'll be following to. it. Yeah. yeah, we'll be following it at yeah. allbearcats.com, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw that, and I, and I quote, I, I quote, retweeted. I said, "So, when is the the Locked On Bearcats show going to start? Oh. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll volunteer my services <laughs> for that."
2: <laughs> yeah, one step uh, one step at a time, my man. One step. This uh, it's it, you know, it's one of those things. But no, really excited. Uh, Tony Pike is is uh, joined our site, mm-hmm. uh, as has Russ Heltman. Like I said, he's going to be doing a lot of the day-to-day stuff. I'll oversee it, of course. And then my guy, Jeff Carr from Locked on Red. So we uh, we have a, a good group, and uh, I'm excited. You, you couldn't have asked for a, a better season to start covering the Bearcats. So Absolutely we, we not, made man. it in time, Jeff, yep. for uh, for college game day. So it, uh, it should be a fun weekend.
1: Are you going? Are you going to be able to make it down there?
2: I think so. Yeah, I think I'll be around for awesome. sure. And, uh, we'll have, we'll have it's, to it's gonna up. be a heck of a weekend because you got that. And then Sunday, I obviously oh, yeah. will be at uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Cause because that's the thing. Even though we launched allbearcats.com, I'm full systems pedal to the metal, allbengals.com right. and Cincinnati Bengals talking locked on Bengals. So it's uh we're juggling. You know how AJ Green used to juggle. <laughs> right. Well, I I can't juggle, but I'm I'm learning. I'm learning on the floor.
1: We're, you're doing a really good job of, but I will it's gonna be a fun football weekend. I'm gonna be at uh the Bearcat tailgate for college game day. Then I'm going to be at the Bengals Browns game.
2: Are you really? Okay. Yeah
1: it's it's going to be a. I'm going to be. Well, I'll say football out because I'm never football out. I love football, so.
2: You're going to have a few pops, right? You're going to tailgate before both. I'll have a couple, yeah,
1: here and there, you know, just A couple, yeah,
2: just a you little. Know, just I got, I got to watch my.
1: Yeah, I got to watch my girlish figure, you know. So he's, so it has got to maintain this. Maybe I eat a couple of built bars or something, and you know, there you go. Try to get, all, try to get all swole like like, like James does. <laughs> 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 all right james i know you got to get to another uh another interview hey,
2: man, i appreciate I got you right it. Here. come on
1: there you go brother there you go what hey, kind what hey. kind is that is that the cookies and cream
2: this is blueberry muffin actually Ooh, there you go so it's a new new flavor Ooh, delicious i have to try that one yes sir yes sir. all yes, right james sir. But, thanks again look little jackpot joe yeah. by the way there's a nine on the back too that's pretty legit here yeah just so like you cool. can wear it backwards
1: yep exactly
2: me me, me for my in, in my nine jobs that's what that means <laughs> That's, that That's pretty
1: much where you're at right now, James. <laughs> I'm like, sheesh, you're you're all over the place, man. That's why I'm like, you're, I'm trying to get you on. You're like, well, I can I can come on for a half hour. And then like, oh crap, I can only come on for like 15 minutes. I'm like, I can start yeah. the show earlier.
2: <laughs> like- yeah, I totally. I I slipped my mind. I like you know, and I looked at my calendar. I was like, oh, well, I could do till 5:45. So, <laughs> um, no, I, I appreciate you having me, man. And uh, yeah, it should be should be a fun weekend.
1: Exactly. And uh, let's see here. Let's uh, Natty says. Uh, James, he interview uh, enjoyed the interview with T.J. Zada. Yeah. Actually, I love T.J.'s interviews. I think he does a very, very good job of really thinking about what he wants to say and put it out there before he says it, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. And, you know, he obviously stands by his opinions. And the thing is, is when he's wrong, he'll admit, oh, I was wrong. And then, right. you know, it explains why. And mm-hmm. so, no, I, I like T.J. a lot. I was excited obviously to, to have Lindsay Patterson join, you know, the all Bengals team and Cincinnati Bengals talk. And the fact that she grabbed TJ Zada for the battle of Ohio week, it's a, that's a good get. So check that out if you haven't yet. But don't do it yet. Make sure you finish Jeff's show. Then, yeah, exactly. Then watch it.
1: my show, then go watch that. See, that's that's what's that's cool right. about YouTube and podcasts. You can watch it or listen to it anytime you want. It's great. That's right. That's right.
2: On <laughs> demand, baby.
1: Exactly. Now I have to get. Uh, you have to get me off air. You can give me TJ's uh, email so I can get him on my show.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I I gotta try, man. You know.
2: <laughs> You're trying to get me beat up, man. I, like, TJ might be old, but I, I ain't gonna just give his stuff. Up.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. All right, James. I appreciate you, man. Get on to uh, yeah, Cleveland. I think they're they're going to, they want to interview, interview you. So uh, yeah, tell yes, them sir. if it's tell them it's brown, if it's brown, you got to flush it down.
2: I will not say that, but I'll let you say that. I All that. right, brother. <laughs> Take it easy, James. See you, Jeff. Appreciate See you, man. man.
1: Bye-bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm sorry. I couldn't get to a lot of the comments because, like I said, he only had a couple minutes. So I was just trying to get some good stuff out there. For you guys, um, before he had to go. All right, let's see here. Let's get to some of of the comments here before my next guest comes on. All right, Chief. Y'all need to stop. UC UC has one quality win. Yes, against a top 10 uh, opponent. Yes, and, and at home, at their place. And we beat their 22 game home winning streak, and they have not lost a game yet. So, yes, as our one quality win, it's a pretty damn good quality win. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right, Royal Flesh Cherry. What fundamental issues is Cleveland Stevens having that allowed them to get torched by the Cl- Chargers and the Cardinals? That was probably a question for James more than for me. So, I'll just leave that one because I. Honestly, I don't know. I haven't watched the Browns play enough, to be honest. Uh, Let's see here. Ah, Chief, you're back. Let's see here. Well, where'd you go? Hold on. Uh, No, y'all are brainwashed. Okay. In what world would a team with one quality win be in the playoffs? What quality win does Alabama have? Just curious. Give me one. Because they got beat by an unranked uh, Texas A&M school. Notre Dame is counterfeit every year. And even they play more competitive teams than UC. Okay. You're still not making any any actual points yet. Just to let you know. All right, Tommy. UC is getting screwed. Power five snobs are the ones not wanting the playoffs busted. Yeah. All right, Chief. What do you got here? Go look at any other top ten. Okay. Please name names. Who has Alabama played? Please. They lost to Texas A&M, an unranked Texas A&M. They barely beat Tennessee. Should I keep going? I mean, Oregon lost to Stanford. Do I need to keep going? I mean, we can do this all day long. I can, I can keep <laughs> keep stuff. <laughs> we can keep going, man. You're wrong. UC is, should be up in the top four. Uh, right. Oh, my God and show enough attention. Pretty much. <laughs> exactly, Crip. Exactly. All right, guys. I do have another guest. He's gonna be joining about uh six o'clock, I think. Uh may he'll come on early. He's Jake, and I hope I say his name right. Seinrus. He's from uh the TWSN TWSN network. That is the right side broadcasting network uh for Malik. He does a great job there. You guys should I hope you guys have checked him, checked him out. Crown, yes, Nick Castellanos has opted out. You are correct, and that, I don't really think that would surprise anybody. If it has, then you've been living under a rock. I mean, we all were pretty sure Nick Castellanos was going to opt out. Um, I I, I just don't think I don't think they're gonna sign him. I, I think they might blowball blowball him, give him you know maybe a minimal raise and try to see if he'll take it, but I Be honest, I think my jersey might just stay hanging up there because I might not have have, not get to wear it again because he's not going to play for the Reds anymore. So, and I hate talking about this because I always get kind of depressed and down. I'm not depressed. I just feel like I'm bashing the Reds, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping they do something, but we'll see. All right, let's see here, Matthew Crabtree. What's up? I think UC's men basketball has a tournament team built this year. Honestly. I have no idea, you know. To be honest, I really don't know, Matthew. I hope they do. I don't know a whole lot about the guys that are on there. I know they have an older uh, team, which that bodes well for conference play, and and not a lot of freshmen and guys who have been there, done that. They're going to have a really big team. I do know that. Um, how now? If you have a big team, to me, that kind of means you you probably won't press as much because you don't have the quickness of you know smaller smaller guys to 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 run that. Uh, But it also means that we could have very good interior defense and it could be like a rock fight. Like it could be like McCronin's teams. I don't know how good this offense is going to be. It's I mean, even Chad Brendel has has had a hard time trying to figure it out because there's just not a whole lot of information out there about the Bearcats. And he's actually even watched them on practice. So, you know, it's kind of interesting what the Bearcats will do. I'm excited. To watch the Bearcats basketball, I love Bearcat basketball. I'm excited to see what West Miller will bring and uh it's just gonna be interesting to see. All right guys, he is in the winning room. I know I hope I make I, I know his first name is Jake. I hope I say his last name right in cypress I think that's how you say it, but let's get to him. Here's Jake Jake, what's going on man?
3: How's it going? Good. It that. is so it's actually circus.
1: Circus. Oh, Circus. Ah. It, so I would have never got that. I would have never got that with the S instead of the C. So my my apologies, <laughs> man. So just let everybody know uh what, what where uh where you're
3: from and, and what you got going on here, real quick. Yeah, so I'm actually originally from Los Angeles, California. Uh currently residing in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, just about to finish up my third semester of college, first semester of sophomore year at the at the University of Missouri. Uh, I guess I cover the Bengals kind of. I'm the lead NFL analyst and NFL draft analyst at the Right Way Sports Network uh, with CEO Malik Wright. I've been there for about a year and a half. Uh, I cover NFL and I guess most of my following is Bengals, and that's kind of my passion. And I'm I'm glad to be here to to talk some hoo with you.
1: Awesome, man! Appreciate you coming on the show. Now, now today. Uh, they did have a, a a move that picked up uh, the Texans cornerback Vern uh, Hargreaves from from the Texans. Um, I I actually like this move because it doesn't look like Trey Henderson is. Or I always do that. Trey Henderson, Trey Wayne's. There's too many Treys on the team. Trey <laughs> Wayne's uh, is not going to be back some, anytime soon. So I think it's a good move for depth. Plus, I know everybody keeps getting on Eli Apple, but I actually think Eli Apple has played pretty good last couple games. What, what's your thoughts on the move they they had today?
3: Yeah, Apple's definitely been a lot better since. Like, I, I mean, I obviously remember the game one. He had like two PIs, a touchdown before halftime, or like he <laughs> he he, he had a touchdown, had three had two or three flags before halftime, and I was like, all right, this obviously this move was for depth, and you know, we, we expected Trey Wayne's to be back. Obviously, he didn't play week one, has not played since. Um, so that that move kind of didn't like. Apple was for depth and then he comes on, has to start and it didn't really work. But since then, since about week three or four, he's been actually really, really productive. Nothing crazy, but um, he's, Lou Anarumo is doing a pretty good job kind of hiding him. uh, But otherwise, he's played really well. I, I do like this move because... You can never have enough lining. You can never have enough IDLs. You can never have enough corners. Uh, Hargrave was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. He's only 26. Has had a couple up-and-down years with Houston uh, ever since he got drafted by Tampa in 2016. he spent the last two-and-a-half years in Houston. He's played all eight games this year. He started in five of them. He's not going to be a world beater. He's not going to be what William Jackson was a couple of years ago. He's not going to be what Awuzie is or Hilton. He He's just going to be a, a depth guy, but he has some speed. He's very agile. He can cover, Uh, and he's just going to be another weapon that they can have in the secondary.
1: Exactly. Now, we got him so late, I, I seriously doubt he'll be active for for this yeah. Sunday's game. Um, but But speaking of people that may or may not be active for this Sunday's game versus the Clowns is OBJ. Uh, As far as I know, he's still there. They haven't released him. I was just talking to uh, James Rapine from All Bengals, and he was saying that the Browns are a better team with him than without him, and I agree with him no matter how many times they have or haven't thrown to him. What's your thoughts? Do you think the the Browns are going to release him? Do you think they're going to just be done with him? They're just going to make him sit? What's your thoughts on that?
3: It seems like we're moving towards a divorce between the two. And I remember three, two or three years ago when they first got him, I was like, "Diva wide receivers, you don't really need them anymore." Because Randy Moss was a huge diva. Terrell Owens, uh, Ocho, yeah, but like Ocho was really was really good here. But but in modern day football, these diva receivers, they're. More so, like being pushed away, and you don't need them anymore because there, there's so much talent coming into the league. I mean, look at the last two drafts. They, there's been 15 or 20 guys that were taken in the first four rounds, and half of them, over half of them, are producing or even starting with the teams that drafted them just halfway through their 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 first contract in the NFL. So OBJ is still a good player. Uh, but this whole thing with his dad and then saying you know he's not he he's open all the time and Baker hates him Baker doesn't throw to him uh, they're exactly what they are right they're the clowns and you said it best I I, I never saw the fit. I I don't think Baker's a a great quarterback by any stretch. No. And OBJ is still productive. He was pro, he was productive-ish before the injury last year. The first year in Cleveland with the whole Freddie Kitchen experiment did not go well for him. He had under a thousand yards again. Uh, he really has not been the same since since New York. And he his time in Cleveland has just been honestly a failure for Oh, absolutely. For yeah, what they big- gave up for him. Yeah, it's been a complete
1: disaster, I think, for what they gave up for him and what what the production they got out of him. Uh, Tommy here from uh, the chat crew says, I watched a video Odell's dad posted. To me, I think it showed how bad Mayfield was instead of how he snubbed OBJ. To be honest, I haven't watched the video. I heard about it. Have you gotten a chance to watch the video at all?
3: I actually haven't. Um, I saw someone respond to it with uh, showing – it was it, it was them showing OBJ getting it was like four it was like a dumb clip of like three or four clips of OBJ actually getting covered and him and him dropping passes like the whole Browns fan base it, it seems like there's the Baker guys and then there's the OBJ guys who were so happy like h- kind of hopped on the Browns bandwagon when OBJ got traded and and they were supposed to be one of the league's more dynamic offenses with Hunt with with, with Chubb and then now OBJ coming in with his former teammate Jarvis Landry and then you know baker has all these weapons so it seems like you know three years later we're like okay there's the baker people and then there's the obj people and now when it's all coming full circle they're at war with each other and this is a four and four a a four and four team right now that's not out of the playoff race yeah they're injured um and and the schedule is going to get hard because they finished second and made the playoffs last year so the schedule is going to be a lot harder than it normally is for cleveland but they're not out of it and, and you know Without OBJ, I I I can't say they're any worse or better because they have two guys on the two other guys on the roster whom they drafted since they got OBJ and and Higgins and uh, Peoples Jones who Mm -hmm. have been productive when they've when when they've gotten their opportunity, but. It's it's all coming full circle, and it's it's, it's kind of beautiful, right? Seeing you know the, the the Baker guys going after the OBJ the OBJ guys in in this this fan base that doesn't really know what to do with themselves,
1: right? Yeah, you wonder if that's what's happening in, in the in the the clowns locker room too, if they're, <laughs> if they're going against each other. All right, Royal Flush Terry says uh, the Bengals cannot lose this week. A loss before the bye week basically turns a two turns into a two game losing streak into a three game losing streak and all prior movements are officially lost. I think it's a big it's a big week for the Bengals, especially since they lost last week against the New York Jets. Uh, but I also look at it this way. Going into the three-game road trip, us Bengals fans were like, okay, hopefully we'll at least win two out of 3. Well, that's exactly what they did. They won two out of 3. We didn't expect them to, to beat the the Ratbirds. We expected it to be the the Lions and and the Jets, but they want they beat one in Baltimore. It still doesn't Change the fact that this is a huge divisional game, and it has a chance to uh, put the Bengals, if they win, back into first place, at least in the ASC North. Depending on what happens with the Rappers, obviously. But uh, I, what's your thoughts on on the, the the Brown or the Bengals? What they had to do to
3: win this game against the uh, the Clowns? I think it's interesting because, like, I, I don't want to say we've gotten spoiled over the last couple of weeks with this team, but. This is a very good. This is a very good football team that lost a game to the Jets. Oh well, it happens. But if if I told you that they were what they were five and three with a chance to go six and three going into mm-hmm. the bye week, if mm-hmm. I told you that in July,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I don't think it it would matter who we lost to, uh, who they beat, because they're two and zero in the division with a great chance to go three. You know, the only problem is is that they had Jacksonville, Chicago. Um, the Jets and Detroit on their schedule before the bye week, and they split those games. They went two and two. That's the only issue. That's the bad taste in their mouth that they want to, you know, unleash on Sunday against a team that beat them twice last year. That's beat them three of the last, I think, four of five of the last, no, four of the last five times. Uh, they've played, especially in or they one and three in the Zach Taylor eras. Zach Taylor's one and three against Cleveland, Mm -hmm. and you know, Marvin beat the Browns all the time like Cleveland like Joe Thomas never beat the Bengals in his career <laughs> I believe he had yeah. like a 20 like he won like two out of 10 games against the, the mm-hmm. Bengals so yeah there there's stuff they can do I, I I think they're a better team and I think Vegas knows that I think a lot of people n- understand that with Cleveland's injuries the Bengals are a better team I didn't like their game plan against Mike White I, I could understand what they did they tried to you know for like make him beat them which is exactly what he did because he got in a rhythm they they let him complete a bunch of underneath passes and there were really two schools of thought because i was like okay this guy's gonna turn the ball over make him turn the ball over send pressure don't just sit in too high all game and 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 let him complete four or five passes in a row over the course of a drive and, and get you know three easy points that eventually multiple times turned into seven so I think when, you know, Bengals go back home to the jungle uh, in a divisional game, a chance to overcome two losses last year with Burrow because Burrow only played Pittsburgh once and he only played Baltimore once. He played Cleveland twice and went yep. 0-2, so this is a great chance for Burrow as well with mm-hmm. a more healthy defense than both times they faced Cleveland last year. Cleveland is ju- Cleveland's just as injured as any team in the league, so it's a great opportunity. I would expect them to be angry, of course, and have a better game plan on Sunday.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think I put it to this way: the what, what I'm worried about is the screen passes, and I keep calling them the intermediate passes the stuff that looked like the defense last week looked like the defense last year. There were so many times where guys were wide open, you know, five yards right, right in the middle of the field. That's what kept it happening kept happening yet happening Saturday, Sunday, and lots of screens. I think the Browns are going to try to do that again, but they also want to run the ball, and I think the Bengals are have been excellent at stopping the run this year. So I think the key still to, to beating the, the clowns is stop the run, make Baker beat you. You got Royal Flush Terry here says Browns fans will remind you very quickly that Baker, like you just said, is five and one against the Bengals. Yeah. Raptors fans also That's remind cool. us about Lamar against the Bengals. How did that work out a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, the Bengals went into Baltimore and whooped their ass. And what cracks me up is people, some Browns fans will sit there and try to tell you that that. Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. I'm like, get, get the hell out of here! Like, oh, he's got a better arm. I was like, okay, you can have the greatest arm in the world, but if you can't, you don't know where the hell it's going. It doesn't do you any good. Joe Burrow has way better accuracy than than Baker Mayfield does, and I don't even think it's close to be honest. And and I don't think Baker's mental makeup got, it, it, it it works out too good because every time you've had stuff with the Browns, it's been. Something with Baker surrounding him, you know, he he's upset about the play calling. He's him and OBJ aren't getting along. The, the, he didn't like this coach, so they fired this coach, brought Kitchens in, then Kitchens didn't work out. It's always something that seems like There's so much controversy around Baker himself, and he it seems like he feeds off of that too much. But I also think that doesn't bode well for bringing a winning chemistry to a team. That's why the Browns, I think, have struggled this year, They they don't know how to. Uh, deal with the success that they had
3: last year that's that's a really good point and i can attribute it to this because for two years baker had hugh jackson and then he had freddie kitchens and we were like okay he's playing there are times where he's showing great flashes and of of a guy that he that he maybe can turn into be a top you know a top quarterback in our game and then now he gets uh, Kevin Stefanski, in year one, they overachieve with an easier schedule. They win, what, 10 or 11 games. They win a playoff game. They almost win two. They go almost go into Kansas City and, and, and hang really tight with them. And then the week after going into Pittsburgh and just d- demolishing a Mike Tomlin team in January. That's so unCleveland like. So now, fast forward this year, you can't blame coaching because it has not been coaching. Kevin Stefanski is a great coach, coach of the year last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a defense that was there backburner last year and it, it, it affected them late uh in in their losses they got blown out by baltimore because of the defense the, the back end of their secondary was really really bad last year they brought in two guys from the rams troy hill and john johnson who have played well when they've been on the field they drafted uh jeremiah owusu carmo who, went, who was, went on the field has been one of the best defensive rookies in all of football they brought in jadavion Clowney, who's been absolutely sensational this year the defense is not the problem so baker ha- went, went through a carousel of offensive coordinators. And we would never really could blame him because it wasn't entirely his fault. Now he has all the weapons, he has the offensive line, he has the coach. And now we're like, is Baker Mayfield really this good? And he's not, he has not been playing like it. There were the uh, there was a stretch last year where he was really good, he had like 14 touchdowns to one pick over the course of five or six weeks toward the end of the year, heading into uh, the postseason. And now this year it just has not been like that.
1: And he has a broken arm, too.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that, <laughs> you know, we can't forget about that. All right. <clears throat> The chat crew here says, "If from Royal Flesh Terry, if Cleveland loses, this would be their fifth AFC loss this season. That would definitely, that would definitely would make their path to the playoffs extremely difficult. We need to win this, and that's the thing too. Is if the Bengals win this, they will be three and zero in the division. That will make it extremely hard to for people to catch us. You know, I mean, if you go and you beat, you know, the 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 Ratbirds or the clowns or Squares one more time, and you're three and zero, and you go you go to four and I mean, it, it's it's damn near wrapping wrapping the division up, in my opinion. So this is not only a huge game for the season, but a huge game for for the division.
3: Yeah. So Pittsburgh comes to the jungle. I believe, and that's that that's their next division game, which is I think the most winnable game left on the schedule because they're, uh, they're two of them are at home. Baltimore's at home. Cleveland's on the road later in the year. I believe that's like I, I believe that's our week eight, the week eighteen game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, got, ba- you got Baltimore
1: and 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 the Pittsburgh are coming here still.
3: Yeah, so Baltimore and Pittsburgh, which are the, which are two very tough games, have to come to the jungle after going to on the road and blowing both them out respectfully. I mean, 24-10 Pittsburgh, Bengals weren't control the whole game and then they went to Baltimore and just destroyed the Ravens. Uh, so which was unbelievable. But yeah, like going 3-0 because I I, I think going into the year uh, one of the X factors was Zach hasn't beaten the division because like this team can be as competitive as we expect them to. But if they go one and five in their division, again, no one's going to take them seriously. Now, mm-hmm. fast forward four months, they're, they're two and L in the division with a really, they're favored on Sunday to make it three and zero to put them in a great position to be a, a not top seed in the AFC, but a, a, an AFC North, true contender halfway through the year going into the bye week with a doable schedule the rest of the way a lot easier than what we originally thought that's th- this back half the schedule was going to look like back in August and September uh, but they have a, a pristine opportunity to to put themselves in the driver's seat to make the playoffs because I go back to 2018 when they started 4-1 and one, and there were still a lot of hurdles that that roster had to overcome because that roster was nowhere near as good as the roster that Zach Taylor has right now to work with than what Marvin did in 2018, which was eventually his, his last season here. So they have a, an amazing opportunity. I, I don't remember the last time they had this type of opportunity to, you know, show everyone that, yeah, they're they're, they're they're still here. They can overcome a bad loss, go back home, go into the bye week with more momentum than any team in the division.
1: I mean, it reminds you of, of the Bears loss. I mean, they, they went in there and they, they laid an egg against yeah. the Bears. And when they do the week after that, they came back and stomped, stomped the squealers. So now yeah. I, I, I got to put this out there. This is was my my schedule prediction that I put out. I did this the day after the schedule came out. So I'm looking good so far. People said I was crazy in hell. I said 11 and six. They're like, you got us beating <laughs> the Chiefs? I was like, yeah. And so far, I'm I'm doing not bad. I'm about where where I got the I got the Bears wrong. I got the squealers wrong. Um
3: and I got what else I get wrong and then uh, you cancel out Baltimore and New York, which yeah um, can't can't really blame you for for projecting that a right a, a loss at MNT Bank Stadium right. and a incorrect win projection as a ten point favorite against the New York Jets again this was back in June so <laughs>
0: <Right>. there, <laughs> there there, there,
1: there wasn't there wasn't any 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 point proje- projections then but that uh, that to me is like uh, one thing I am so happy with the way the Bengals are playing this year is all the quote-unquote experts kept saying, you know, well, they're at least a year away. And I kept saying, no, the time to win is now. They're like, well, Joe Burrow's coming back from a knee injury and yada, yada, yada. I was like, okay, if Joe Burrow comes back and he's healthy, I think Joe Burrow is going to improve week after week after week, and he's going to get to where he would have gotten if he had played a full season, which as of right now, he's played a full season game-wise, you know. So I think they were going to make the jump Faster than people think, because of Joe Burrow, because of the kind of mental uh, player he is, how how dug in he is to doing film work, how he he's all in on, on doing the, the the little things. That's where I thought that the Bengals had the advantage against the clowns or the or the squealers stuff like that. Because Big Ben Roethlisberger, look, he's about retired. Lamar Jackson, he does he does scare me, but that's yeah. where I I've, I've gotten to more. We have the best quarterback in this division. We have, <clears throat> excuse me, by the end of this year, I think Joe Burrow, Jackpot Joe Burrow, is going to be a top five, top ten quarterback considered. And if you have that quarterback, that makes all the difference in the world. If we had Joe Burrow in the five-year run instead of Andy Dalton, I guarantee you we would have won at least a playoff game, maybe a Super Bowl.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, we they almost won a playoff game with A.J. McCarron, and we can talk about 2015 all over again, and, and I look at 2011, 2012, and 2014 games where Dalton just played really, really poorly, and then the closest time they got was when Dalton wasn't on the field, so I can really completely, <laughs> completely agree with you there, because some of those defenses and offensive lines that they had at the beginning of the 2010s were some of the best in the league. I mean, the Bengals were consistently ranked top five in the power rankings after being doubted preseason almost like every year like 2015 the experts thought they'd go like 8 and 8 and they go 12 and 4 in the division and almost win a home playoff game but yeah the, the 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 narrative about burrow was so interesting going into the year because no one really looked at the roster and i kept looking at it. i'm like why do people think this roster is bad because yeah the offensive line not great but they have a left tackle uh they they have a left and right tackle who Mm -hmm. can protect the quarterback that's exactly what it's been this year yeah the interior line stinks but the the center's coming off of a knee injury the right guard's a big question mark and the, the, the the left guard was a the guy they picked off the street in week 11 who, last who year. has played so outstanding who's, this who's year been, by the who's way he's been the best lineman on the team but right. outside of that the the defense them spending 225 million dollars over the last 2 years to to Von Bell to Wayne who hasn't played but to Hendrickson to Ogan Joby uh going into the draft and revamping the, the linebacker room that's been so great this year outside of the loss uh in uh in New York on Sunday but like the defense It's not surprising that they're playing like this. Yeah, are people surprised they're they're a top five unit, top seven or eight unit? Sure. I I don't blame people for thinking that because they didn't really digest and look at this roster and then there's the offense jamar chase is blowing everybody's expectations out the water but is he really because they took him fifth overall this is kind of what he's supposed to be doing he's supposed to be the one now he's not supposed to be getting 155 yards a game and two touchdowns that's that's completely crazy but um he's getting targeted at a perfectly fine amount he's just producing with those targets better than anyone else in the league and then, of course, there's the quarterback, and, and and Burrow's playing as good as any quarterback in the league. People might say he's like in the second MVP tier. I, I would say he's the first. He's, he's currently on pace to be uh, the eighth quarterback to ever throw for 42 touchdowns in a single season. Now the 17th game helps with that, and Stafford and Brady are also on pace to do that this year. Brady's already done it. Stafford hasn't, so Burrow and Brady would be the eighth and ninth quarterback of all time. Uh, sorry, Burrow and Stafford, the eighth and ninth quarterback of all time to throw for 42 touchdowns in a single season. And if the Bengals win 10 or 11 games, Zach Taylor is probably favored to win coach of the year. And, 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 and we're talking about Joe Burrow maybe winning the MVP. Exactly. That, that, and that's
1: that's where the, the excitement for me comes into That's That's exactly why I, I picked the schedule the way I did. Now, Natural here says, has a very good one here from the chat crew. If the Bengals get four and two in the division, I think it locks up the division. I, I agree with that, and they have a very good shot of doing that. And honestly, I'll be honest. Right now, I'll be disappointed if they don't. I mean, I, I think we, we Sunday's game's a, a winnable game. I will put it this way: the Browns, and I'll give the clowns some some comp, some compliments here. I think their offensive line is better than ours. I think their defensive line is better than ours. But our defensive line is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'll tell you that. Now they didn't play like it last week. Last week, I hope was just a blip in the in the road, bump in the road, whatever you're gonna say. It's just a bad game and it happens because it's happened to multiple Super Bowl teams. You know, they'll have bad games. It just it just happens sometimes. That's to me where the 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 point of winning this game is. You gotta win it in the trenches. I, I think whoever dominates the offensive line or offensive defensive line is is gonna have the advantage to in this game. That's where I kind of get a little worried about the Bengals. But what I will give them credit for is I do think this is where the Bengals had the advantage. We could stop the run. And if we – and i said this before. If we stop the run and you make Baker throw, that's where I think we had the advantage to, to winning this game.
3: Yeah, and I go back to week two last year, that Thursday night primetime game where – it, 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 they were never out of the game because the for the entirety of the sixty minutes of of, of that football game, if the Bengals got one stop, like that one key stop they would have had a chance to tie the game in or, and to make it a really, really close game. They never really got that stop because Jesse Bates missed eight tackles. Logan Wilson missed tackles. The, the, the defensive line got pushed around for 60 minutes by, you know, by... by, by I think, I think they Glenn missed to Wills. like
1: 17 tackles or something like that. I think that's what they said. something ridiculous.
3: It was just a complete... Not, not even slugfest. It, 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 it was just domination down low from Cleveland to Cincinnati. And, and it was... It was rough because week one, they played really well. The, the defense only allowed 13 points. They played really well. And, and there was a bad taste in everyone's mouth going into the short week, going into Cleveland being okay. Cleveland just got blown out by Baltimore. So they lose that game, start 0 2. And, you know, especially after that offseason where they improve the tackling on paper and to not see it against a team that runs the ball really well, I I think was frustrating for the entire coaching staff and the entire roster fast forward a year later, they're the third best run defense team in the national football league going into a team that that's without their at worst second best offensive lineman and Jack Conklin. We don't really expect Conklin to play. He hasn't practiced all week, got injured with the elbow on Sunday uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, But the line has been injured. All year for Cleveland, mm-hmm. and, and the Bengals have been as good as stopping the run as any, as any team in the league. So, if they can't do it against Cleveland, that's a problem. That's a problem going forward. But there's been nothing that we've seen this year that will tell us that they shouldn't be able to do that on Sunday. Right.
1: One thing is is very surprising to me about the Bengals this year is how healthy they have been. Yes. I mean, they've been one of the healthiest teams in football. I know we. We talk about uh Trey Henderson, or I did it again. Trey, uh, um, the cornerback, um, Wayne. Trey Wayne's. I do that every time. There's too many trays on the freaking team. Trey Wayne's a lot. We talk about about him and how he, how he hasn't played, and, but he's really been it. Everybody else has missed a game or two or whatever, sat out practice, yada yada yada, and they, they've come back. Uh, Jeff Holmes here has a question for you. He said, Jake, out of Columbus, Missouri, did I hear that right?
3: That's true. I am a sophomore at the University of Missouri, so living in Columbia right now. Originally from Los Angeles, uh, so yeah, so it, it's it's a it's a good time. It's it's getting a bit cold, but uh, <laughs> how, yeah. how
1: are you going to handle that? Are you, are you getting used to the cold?
3: <laughs> so last last year was really tough on me because it, it snowed. So it's actually been really nice. What's it? November fourth. Yeah, it started snowing in October last year. It just started to get cold. Yeah. Uh, like in the fifties, forties, which the sun is out, so it's really nice it's football weather. Right. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like it, lo- it
1: looks nice and warm until you go outside. I'm like, holy crap! What
3: yeah, <laughs> so it, it hasn't started snowing yet. But but back to your part about the injuries, like that's the that's the case. And I'll I'll knock on wood. I I hope nothing bad happens. But last year the team got derailed by injuries very mm-hmm. early in the year. DJ Reader goes out in week five. Um, DJ Nick- went out in
1: week two or week three.
3: Yeah. Well, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Mixon goes down and it's like General whatever, Williams what, down. And then obviously Burrow later on. And we're mm-hmm. like, all right, this team is not going to win anything. You might as well just tank and get, you know, tank for Sewell or whatever, pits, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. They eventually get chased, obviously. And it, it worked out. But they've been really, really healthy this year. Uh, their practice reports have looked really, really clean. They're giving the veterans the rest day off. Uh, you know Wednesday rest days for veterans, which is what they did with Dunlap, did Atkins, mm-hmm. a- AJ mm-hmm. for years, and now they're doing it with Hopkins, with Hendrickson, with you know a couple other guys. Reef, so it, it's it's been really really clean. They're keeping Burrow healthy, which is the most important thing. Mixon had a looks good again uh, after that 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 small injury he suffered uh, that kept him limited in the. Lions game, I think it was. Yes, was yeah, Lions game. Lions yeah. game. Mm-hmm, you're correct. Yeah. Right. So you know, Higgins had the injury, but like the guy, the, they're on the field. You know, Awozie's look great. Hendrickson, if but uh, the Cheater's been a number one corner. I mean, yeah. I mean, the play the like, one problem is is that they're a, they're a Trey Hendrickson injury away right. from being the worst pass rush in football. Like that's mm-hmm. the only issue, and mm-hmm. I I kind of have a little bit bad taste in my mouth that they didn't go after a rotational pass rusher like Charles O'Menahue who got traded to San Francisco it was rumored that that was going to be one of their targets he gets dealt for like a sixth round pick to San Francisco so that kind of stinks because I I think even if Hendrickson's still on the field they pass rush is still their number one need Mm -hmm. they draft to Joseph aside for that. Exact oh yeah. I was about to bring that up. That's, that's we're, talking, we're talking here, right? about new injuries,
1: but in, he's the one that's injured for the whole year. Right, now, how, how nice would it be to have him right now? Right.
3: Cause they lost their second pat, their second pass rusher right before the year started. And yep. we're like, okay, this is really happening again. Mm-hmm. You know this, this, And then everyone else stayed healthy. It's kind of balanced itself out. The linebackers look really good except for on Sunday. And then obviously at worst, the second best safety deal in, in, in the entire league with Exactly.
1: Benz. All right. Now he has a, a good one here from, from the chat career. Bengals are a few few players away for being Super Bowl contenders. I agree with that. They are a few players away. But, I mean, if you get into the playoffs and you get hot, you, you never know what could happen. And you have, and I keep saying, you have jackpot Joey Burrow. You have that guy that we have. You never know what, what could happen. So, we just got to get in. But, honestly, I want to win a playoff game. <laughs> they haven't won a playoff game since I was in high school. So, uh, Jake, you're in college. You're same age as my son. You probably weren't even alive when the Bengals won a playoff game. No,
3: my <laughs> my dad, my dad was I think he was 14 in '91 when they when they won that yeah,
1: game. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 me, and your dad are about the same age. I was was a yeah. I was yeah, 14, 15, 14, somewhere around there. So yeah. All right, there. Uh, Iris says any concerns about Joe Mixon going a little more? I, I think getting a little more uh, opportunities. No, I don't have any, I don't have any concerns with Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is. Had a, a, a very good year. I would like to see them run it a little more. Hopefully, makes and get a little more yardage and have some more explosive plays. That would that would be nice.
3: Yeah, I, it's it's interesting. Like the offense has has kicked it up a gear because. The the offense was what was making these games close and what was making them lose games earlier in the year with Chicago and then they couldn't they didn't score just enough against Green Bay. Uh, the Jacksonville game was rough because they started really slow on offense and then eventually picked it up scoring fourteen unanswered to open up the second half. But they've scored over a hundred points their last three games and there's quietly top 10 and in, in some very important teams uh team scoring metrics so the offense has been really good i would like to see more rpos they did rpos last year and they and they looked really good and borough looked really right. good they haven't done many of those this year but uh they they've done a, i think a good job with the wide zone mixing up under center runs with shotgun runs um they're, there's some other stuff that. that they can certainly work on because, you know, the second and eight runs up the middle are they take years off my life. That's one of my favorite. It's <laughs> one of my favorite Joe Goodberry quotes ever. One of the, one of the days two years ago, uh, one of the games they ran the ball on second and eight like seven times. And every time Joe Goodberry said like this is like taking years off my life. And it's I completely agree with him. Uh, like, you can't run the ball on second and eight up right up the middle. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, Mixon Mixon's I think I've said this for two years Mixon's the most important part on the offense and bringing in Frank Pollock when the last time Frank Pollock was on the staff Joe Mixon led the AFC in rushing and you know with the Derrick Henry injury it looks like Joe Mixon could maybe do that again this year Mm -hmm. Uh, he's gonna get a thousand yards easy if he stays on the field he's been sort of better in the passing game he had he had that thing with uh the catch to, from boyd in the jets game which is really fun yeah uh, the i had that, in the long, that
1: long, long one in the, in the detroit game too where, where chase uh, made that pancake block on yeah.
3: that guy yeah <laughs> right on the flat no one yeah. cut no one no one was there and Mixon goes 70 75 yards out of the backfield but yeah like get, certainly getting Mixon going early in games is important but i think from, from what makes him look like last year, I think this year has has, has been a surreal and, and very important improvement that they've exactly.
1: made. Exactly. All right, Jeff Holmes here says, uh, I know Trey Henderson is playing with a sh- shoulder injury. Any updates on his status? No news is good news. Um, I have not heard anything. I know he's been practicing. I haven't heard anything about his shoulder, if it's good, bad, or whatever. So, like you said,
3: no news, good news. Uh, have you heard anything there, Jake? Yeah, he's been he's been questionable questionable the last couple games with the shoulder. Mm. Um, he's been limited a couple of times, but it's it's nothing. You know, they haven't said he can he he's in danger of missing any games. But right. also, I mean, if he's injured, kind of sucks. If if he's one you know one pop away from missing missing five games, which which, right. which so I you know we're all gonna pray that doesn't happen because he's been exactly. our, our only pass rusher really. I, I hate to say that, yeah. but he has like Hubbard. His, I love Hubbard. That extension was great for Hubbard because he's one of the best edge the best run defending edges in the entire league, but there's no one behind him to mm-hmm. put in on third down. So Hubbard is forced to play a third down and he just. Right. That's, that's not, right. not who he is. I mean, he that, was a third run pick for a reason. Yeah. That,
1: that's where Joseph Osai would be nice. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Iris says, one thing I wish we had is a veteran thumper at linebacker. I feel like we have lots of depth, young guys who have very, very versatile skill set, but have having an old veteran who can crack the wood. That, yeah, I, I, that's where I kind of wanted to, to, to re-sign Josh Bynes. But honestly, I cannot complain about the linebacker play. I mean, I know last – take forget last week. I know last week it just was a bad game, I think. But I think Logan Wilson, uh, a team, Davis Gaither, and, and Pratt have played extremely well. I mean, Pratt had an interception last week
3: yeah i th- I think that that's what they want Pratt to be that veteran that veteran thumper. He's been here the longest. Uh, mm-hmm. he came in like he was one of Zach Taylor's first guys and I, and I remember the the press conference that Zach and Lou had in twenty the twenty nineteen draft two months after they both got hired it was super new they they did not have a full off season but one of those things they wanted was they wanted a, a a guy who can play downhill linebacker and jermaine pratt was a safety in high school he played safety his freshman and sophomore year at nc state before he switched to linebacker for his last two years so that's that's who they want him to be he struggled his first couple years but he's playing really well uh he, he played really well down the stretch last year he got an interception you know against the Jets. So that's really who they want him to be. But the reason they didn't re-sign Bynes was because Bynes did a really good job developing both ADG and Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson is, you know, the modern day Mike linebacker. He's exceptional. He's going to have a great career in stripes. And they were like, okay, Bynes isn't a great player. He just, he's going to take up a roster spot. Do we need him to develop these guys for a second consecutive year or, 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 you know, are we going to understand that we have three quality linebackers who can play we only use two of them on, on every down anyways, unless it's, it's a heavy run set that we're facing so we're going to let binds go and let these three linebackers flourish and learn together, and I think that's that's one of the more underrated things that they did last year was they doubled up on linebacker in 2020 when everyone wanted them to, that's exactly what they did, it was a huge need, they got Wilson in the third, and then opened up day, day three, getting uh, ADG and w- w- uh, with the veteran addition of Bynes in the offseason which i was a huge fan of not only did Bynes help both them out but logan wilson and adg being rookies together they were learning off of each other and i think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing them all flourish together in 2021
1: yeah absolutely i think logan wilson is on the, on the verge of having a pro bowl season i, th- I think he's, he's got a shot at, at that actually happening this year now, matt here <clears throat> excuse me what's so what are both your predictions for the rest of the season
3: I mean, all, like all the question. <laughs> like, I don't have a number off the top of my head, but I have the schedule right here. Uh, I think that they win. Honestly, like I, I think they finish really, really strong. Like, I have one win. I think that they're gonna actually lose to Pittsburgh at home, unfortunately. But I do think they're gonna go into Vegas and win. I think they're gonna win at home on Sunday. Um, I'm hoping the December 5th game against the Chargers gets flexed to prime time. I'm going to be mm-hmm. there. I'm, I'm making the trip to Cincinnati, my first one of the year. All right. Uh, I, I hope it gets flexed. I think they win that game too. Um, they might slip up here and there against San Fran in Denver and then obviously against Baltimore. But like they have, what, eight, nine games left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have nine games left. I think they win six of them and finish six and three.
1: Yeah, I got – well, I'm just going to go with you know, what I said earlier. Seven and six. There you go. <laughs> That's that's what I, I mean because I'm on track right now. I, I haven't really had any reason to to change it. I mean, there there might be a couple games, you know, here or there that 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 I'll, I'll miss. I mean, I'll, people at the beginning of the year, people were like, "Oh, you guys losing to the Raiders," and then the Raiders started not playing that good. Now they're playing good again. So the Raiders game that I just think that one could be a loss because they don't tra- they don't do very good when they go out west. They just yeah they just don't. It's, very, it's a it's long yeah it's a long flight out there. Time change, yada yada yada, all that, all that stuff. So, but that's where it's big to win this game uh, against the clowns because we have a bye week, and then your bye week you roll into to Vegas. So we'll see what happens, but that's what I got. I, like I said, I got it going eleven six. I always say I look at stuff with orange colored sunglasses. So we'll see what happens. But Josh, man, you've been on for almost forty five minutes. I appreciate you. Oh, we'll get get this out real quick, Jeff. This is why Jeff was asking if you are in uh, in uh, Missouri. He said the reason I was asking if Jake was from Columbus. Or Columbia, as I'm curious if he's a baseball fan
3: with cards. He's the. That's the only thing I don't like about Jeff. Jeff Jeff's a Cards fan. Other than that, he's a great guy. <laughs> so, I mean, I love baseball. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Circus. I have a lot of baseball content throughout the offseason uh, that I'll put out. But I'm actually a New York Yankees fan. Oh God! Oh. That, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, I've been to a few Cardinals games since I, I, I've enrolled here. But uh, Busch is a great stadium. I, I, I've, I haven't i have gone to Kansas City yet. To, uh, Kaufman to see a game yet. But uh, I expect to soon. Like, you know, it's we're right in the middle. Columbia is yeah. two hours from St. Louis, two hours from Kansas City. So we're right in the middle of uh, two pretty big towns in the state of Missouri. So it's a pretty good location.
1: Exactly. All right, Jake, tell us. Uh, you already got your Twitter handle out there. I know you're on uh, Malik Wright's uh, uh, The Right Side Broadcasting. Uh, what shows you guys got coming on there?
3: Yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter at TWSN. Uh, we have night. We have shows pretty much every night. I'm on Wednesday nights. The Game Changers. Uh, there's our main show on Tuesday. We have a, a, a college football tailgate show Saturday mornings. We have basketball Friday nights. Um, our, our Sunday morning NFL kickoff show is every single week. So we're doing some great stuff. We have a staff of over 60 plus who who consistently put out content. So make sure to follow us there at TWSN on our Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me at Twitter at Jake Circus if you want to hear. Uh me say bad things with the Bengals every week. No, I'm just kidding, but uh yeah, like uh I you know variety of different content, whether it comes to NFL, Bengals, baseball, all that stuff, and you know, some exactly. some daily rants of <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah, Malik has been on my show a couple of
1: times. He's he's a great guy. We got a, a fun football weekend here in Cincinnati. We got the number six, which should be uh, still, I think this should be number four. Number six team in the country, University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Got college game day Saturday. I plan on being on that. Then I'm going to the Bengals game, watching them beat the Clowns. I'm hoping to have a fun football weekend. And, Jake, when you come here for you know, the Chargers game, you have to hit me up. We'll have to go have a beer or something, brother.
3: For sure. I will. Well, I'm not 21, so I can't. Okay. That, well, never mind. You maybe, can't have a I'm, I'm not, not trick for But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will most likely. I'm like 90%. <laughs> like, I, I want to go. I'm like 90 95% there just to figure, have to figure out some stuff. I'm hoping it gets flexed on Sunday night because, yeah. you know, I was at uh Bengals gym's tailgate. In, in Indy last year for a one o'clock game. I, I can only imagine what it's like when the game doesn't start till eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it gets a little wild. Bigger Jim's a good dude.
3: Yeah. All
1: right, Jake. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling the show. We'll have to do this again sometime. For sure.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Who day?
1: Who day? All right, guys. I hope you like that. Uh, go follow him. He's like I said, part of the right side broadcasting network. TWSN with Malik, right? Uh, Malik's a really good dude. I'm trying to get Malik back on the show sometime. And one of these days, it'll happen. So, Bleak, if you're watching, hit me up. Dude, DM me. I'll have to get you back on. I want to thank everybody for watching and thank the Facebook groups that let me live stream. I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hude Nation, Hude Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, The Ohio State Bucknuts The Ice Bar. And they follow me on all my social media pages. I'm on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Tornopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling off the sound later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. It's on Spotify, BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you download, rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. The podcast has been blowing up. I appreciate you guys. Keep listening. Keep telling your friends about it. YouTubers, I'm at 1,415 subscribers. That is awesome. My goal is to get to 2,000 by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. So I'm hoping to celebrate the Bengals in the Super Bowl and me getting into 2,000 subscribers all at the same time. And I can only do it with your help. So please, 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 please subscribe to the show if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter. Go to YouTube channel Sports with Strawberry Ice and hit the subscription button. I would greatly appreciate it. And other than that, as my boy, Jeremy, Dime bag, these nuts, likes to say, especially this week. Remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Hooday! Now, tomorrow, I'm working on something. Uh, I'm trying to get one of the guys from the full 10 yards podcast, uh, Josh. He is a Browns fan, I'm trying to get him to come on the show tomorrow. We might have to record it because he's over there in England time change is a little different so it might be a recorded episode with him of he does a great job on the full 10 yards there uh so check him out and like i said he's a browns fan which i get his his uh, ideas on what is about to go down in the jungle <laughs> and other than that that's just sports baby see ya
0: in the night, ooh, stripes yeah. in our veins, sparks gonna fly, ooh, yeah. the beast this awake, orange, black and white, cause when the jungle come alive, who they, ooh, we ooh, ignite us, Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us, in the jungle, we unite in us, Dripping orange and black and white, who they, when we fight? Describe the city streets. East side, stand up. West side, stand up. If you weapon, who they? Time to put your hands up. Dingle stripes, we in it. New day, new age, yeah, we get it. Cincinnati jungle fitting. Who day in our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. A bottle, bingo bottle, never stop it, to the beast of beast and no. who ain't rockin' with the diamond stripes, flossin' on the wings, Cincinnati sees our queen. We gon' show the